everyone, it's Lou Rosenfeld. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we have Kendra Schimmel with us today. Hi, Kendra. Hi. Kendra is one of the uh, leaders of one of the four themes that we're exploring in the Enterprise User Experience Conference. And uh, here's a quick plug. It's happening in San Antonio, May 13th through 15th. And uh, Rosenfeld Media is putting it on in partnership with Rackspace. You know, this topic of enterprise user experiences, it's not like this conference is the first time people are talking about it. It's this sort of somewhat latent topic, and we just want to extend the conversation and, and create a, a platform where people can talk about it in one place for a couple days uh, when we're all together. And we really are designing the event like uh, a conversation, and these four themes are kind of the main points of that conversation. I'll just cover the four in brief, and then we're going to talk with Kendra about her theme and the people who are participating in, in her part of that conversation. Uh, the four themes are Insight at Scale, Craft Amid Complexity, which is the one we'll be talking about today, Enterprise Experimentation, and designing an organizational culture. That's what we're really uh, tucking into in this event. And um, uh, Kendra, you're working uh, on craft amid complexity with uh, three really interesting people. They are Uday Gajendar, who's actually one of the uh, programmers for the event. And Uday is uh, at Cloud Physics right now, but has a lot of enterprise experience at places like Cisco and, and Citrix. Uh, we've got Dave Cronin, who is the Interaction Design uh, Director for uh, GE Software. And we have um, Peter Morville, guy I've known forever, uh, author of uh, most recently Intertwingled and a number of other books, including uh, the Polar Bear book. And uh, we have you as the leader uh, and the Managing Director at Cooper. So um, tell us about the theme and uh, um, what we might expect to, to learn. Yeah, sure. So, um, warning, we're about to have a pretty trippy conversation. Um, when we, when we kind of sat down to talk about this theme, um, we began with a more obvious, um, you know, definition of what is craft. And the conversation went to a place that I think, you know, anybody can really relate to. We're kind of talking about um, something that is made with thoughtfulness around the materials, the medium, its expression, um, its context that it, it needs to sort of um, thrive within. And, you know, the conversation went to things, you know, around like, I'll, I'll use a chair for an example. A chair that is, you know, uh, thoughtfully crafted. It's going to have a seat that's comfortable to sit in. It's going to be um, it's going to be aesthetically pleasing for its environment. It's going to have these, you know, attention played to details. They're going to communicate its quality and its purpose. And that works um, really well when you're making a physical, tangible object. But then as we start to think more about enterprise and enterprise software, it's as if that chair... The same thing. It needs to be, um, that chair now needs to live in seven rooms at the same time. And it's, 
it's a slightly different manifestation of itself in every situation that it's in. And that chair, it needs to kind of stretch and be present in a variety of different situations with people that are going to use that chair in slightly um, different ways. And when you think about that, the craft of the chair and how you would design that chair becomes a much more complicated thing to wrap your head around. You know, and the way that I was thinking about it, another way that you can, another horrible analogy is like, it's like we're designing a chair for an amoeba. And that amoeba is, you know, it's constantly kind of shifting and changing shape. You know, an amoeba, its shape changes as it moves, as it absorbs food, as it excretes waste, right? So you're thinking about like, holy shit, I have to make a chair that works for something that's constantly changing. And that's the environment that we're in when we're, when we're thinking about craft amid the complexity of enterprise software. So that so that was sort of like the trippy conversation. Oh, well, well, um. it's it's not trippy, but uh, can I just ask you? Isn't there like another aspect to the horror of having to conceive a chair in this environment? Like, you've got a you know a, a, a senior decision maker who says we need a chair, and you've got a product manager who says, well, this chair needs more and more features to, so we can outrun the competition, and you've got a, a purchaser who's then going to purchase that chair for people they've never met or, and know nothing about uh, who then have to use that chair. And there may be many different kinds of people uh, in that enterprise setting who are all stuck using the same chair. And, and it could even be that they have to use that chair to serve end users uh, uh, rather than having the end users. Uh, well, here's where it starts to fall apart. But, uh, you know, a lot of uh, what enterprise software is about is helping people, like I said, say, uh, customer uh, service people serve an end user who doesn't directly interact with the product or service. So there's like a lot of disconnectedness in terms of roles and decisions, as well as just the fact that that amoeba is constantly morphing, right? Yeah. And so the conversation, you know, and I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of creating an analogy that represents the conversation that we had. We didn't necessarily talk about amoebas when we got on the phone or chairs even, but um, it was really conversations around sort of classical craft and the, and the need to kind of reframe your thinking around craft, right? Um, so I think that if I kind of jump into um, another, another level of complexity so that we can kind of all be on the same page with that, um, it's also, and I'm going to stick with the chair analogy for just a moment, it's also kind of crazy that you have to also design that chair so to be thoughtful about how the next person can design that chair. So the chair in and of itself, or the building blocks of that chair, its components, have to inherently explain uh, to another person how they might also make use of this chair for potentially different purposes. Um, you know, so because we were thinking, we we're t having conversations, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of now go to concrete reality. Um, we're having conversations about um, things like the situation at GE. So they make jet engines and wind turbines. So, of course, the software has to reflect that same high level of quality, right? They, they are, um, you know, if you think about the history of, GE and the systems at GE, craft is at the center of that. And so 
when joining GE, for example, Dave Cronin had mentioned that he believed originally that everything was going to have to be finely tuned, you know, kind of get the radius on the corner perfect of, you know, the software, uh, the interface that he's designing. But then when you think about that there are 40,000 software engineers, um, you kind of quickly have to change your notion of quality and craft because there's no possible way that you can fine-tune that perfect radius, that you can hold the pencil, that you can kind of be everywhere all at once. So he has to kind of create a system in which he can think about, like, how do you make this chair, right? But actually, how do you facilitate others to make this chair? Because you basically, when you're in that kind of an ecosystem, you're not just dealing with the sort of complicating factors of, um, you know, the purchasers, like you mentioned, or the variety of different people using it, or the variety of different circumstances that this product or service is going to be used within, but you're also dealing with the fact that the environment in which you have to make that thing also is served by many, many people with different um, educations, with different backgrounds, with different ideas of what craft is, and those people have to get on the same page and be able to sort of be in service of the making of this thing. And, you know, and I think that people pretty quickly go to this manufacturing paradigm then. But software really can't be manufactured in the way that a chair can. Um, because its medium, its material is changing all the time as well as technology is always changing. So, so when we think about that, um, we kind of went into this, you know, what is the, what is the evolution of, of craft in that kind of an environment? And so everybody kind of starts with... Um, this idea of creating rules or guide guidelines, right? These, you know, style guides or behavioral guides, rules of engagement um, in sort of the making of software or the creation of software to make sure that this the this high level of craft and high level of quality is embodied. However, not many people want to be told exactly how to do things. When you prescribe the outcome or you prescribe the solution for, for example, at GE, these 40,000 software engineers, you take, you take their uh, creative problem solving away from them and nobody likes that. And they're not going to follow those rules. And that's the reason that rules and guidelines tend to break down um, within organizations when you're kind of trying to craft um, a really complex system. So... At GE, they kind of came up with this idea of tools, not rules. Um, and that was this idea of creating these um, building blocks that were so easy to use and so, and so well-crafted and so beautiful and intentional that you kind of couldn't help yourself. from. It would be easier to use them than to not use them. Um, but again, we quickly learn in the conversation, uh, Uday and, and Peter both brought up lots of great examples of, of a similar experience that they had had, where you quickly learn that giving somebody a toolkit, giving them a toolkit and giving them guidelines, that also quickly breaks down. And the reason that that breaks down is um, that toolkit is sort of dumb. It's, it's, it's void of an understanding of the situations, the external factors that are in play that are changing every day, every moment in these complex domains. And so really only somebody in a group of people that is actively 
actively engaging in the domain that they're working with within and trying to understand through rapid feedback loops what's happening, what's shifting, what's changing, only they can really make decisions about how to effectively even use that toolkit so that it is in service of the circumstances. So, okay, we, you know, it sounds like th there's sort of a, a series of potential approaches um, that you've just covered in this conversation, starting with, with, with rules, in effect, or guidelines, at least. Uh, we might think about um, then moving to uh, what GE was calling tools, and I'm not sure if that would be things like pattern libraries, but even then, that's not enough. Um, and is, you know, are we basically talking about the difference here between um, craft, the design craft within an enterprise and, and design craft in a more general sense? Is, is this the essence of why we need to have a conversation about doing craft in the enterprise? Yeah, I think so, because I think that people come to the table with a mental model around like how you make something that has quality and that has craftsmanship. And their, their mental model comes from an earlier time in another place. And there is an element of bespoke and there is an element of, of, of the craftsman and that crafted artifact kind of having a one-to-one -one relationship. And the reality of craft within an enterprise environment is very, very different. And therefore, our definition of craft and how we approach that making is going to be very, very different. And that's ultimately, ultimately what we're trying to wrap our heads around um, in this talk. Well, it's going to be great. Um, obviously, I'm a bit biased there, but I'm just getting even more excited to, to hear what you guys are, are thinking about at this point. And uh, again, the way we've set things up is that, uh, you know, this conversation's already happening with uh, you and Peter and Uday and David, and uh, it's going to continue. Uh, the way things will work at the conference is uh, you'll each, uh, you're, you, the three of them will be presenting, you'll be facilitating, and then there's going to be time for all four of you to, to have a discussion and the audience as well. And uh, I think we could talk a lot more about this, but let's, uh, let's uh, save some more of that discussion for the event itself. And um, I hope people listening will consider joining us. Uh, we'll again be in San Antonio, May 13th or 15th. Uh, check out enterpriseux.net to learn more. And Kendra, thanks so much. So great to be working with you on this. Thank you.